Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Seasons podcast. My name is Gray. His name is Josh. And we once again sound normal after we a do. brief detour into the, 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 the telephone universe. For our last podcast, um, thanks to the acquisition of a a laptop for temporary podcast usage. So all is well in our world, on that front at least, and we have a full two weeks of city matches to discuss. Um, a, a a full two weeks in which we can sit here now and say. City are atop the table without any games in hand or anything to worry about or anything like that. It is completely and literally in their own hands. They control their own destiny for the first time in a while. And if they went out, which is, you know, big if. I'm not going to sit here and say they will. But if they went out, they will win the title. Straight easy as that. So, with eight games to go... Let's dig into these last two games. And I do want to go back a little bit further before we start with the Watford game from last week. Um, Because they also went away to Bournemouth. Um, And after we spent the latter part of our previous podcast discussing A, how Riyad Mahrez just doesn't look like he's going to fit. And B, how they're going to be in for a real tough time without Fernandinho. They had 82% of the ball, and Riyad Mahrez scored the only goal in a winning, in a, in a win where they were never ever threatened by Bournemouth in any meaningful way. Um, so, yeah, I I think it's a sign, and, I, and you can give me your own thoughts on this, but it's a sign perhaps of this team's improved mentality, because how many times have we watched them po- so poorly defend a title? Or go away from home and have a hard time with teams like Bournemouth, who were in terrible, terrible form, weren't playing well, conceding a lot of goals, and it's and and at the same time they seem to pick their game up when City come to town. That didn't happen, and it was such a very controlled performance, both in terms of like the the leading the 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 quantifiable statistics, if you will. But also, you know, in terms of mentality, it was just very, 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 very in command the whole time. And that impressed me in a game like that without one of their key players. Yeah, uh, City wasn't just a possession. City passed um, incredibly well. Um and, you know, you talk about that Bournemouth didn't have anything meaningful. They had zero shots, zero on targets, zero uh, corners. <laughs> they completed they, barely they, over half of their passes. Right. <laughs> they, they put together 106, uh, 176 passes on the day, 57 of which were uh, 57% of which uh, were completed versus one, 809 by City, 90 percent of which were completed uh to 14 corners uh by city in the end uh, those are all just numbers and they don't win the game but they're still amazing numbers they really are the 23 shots on the see the problem i have with this is that city only put seven on target and of those seven only one found the back of the net yeah they have had the West Ham game was a similar story. They had a couple of weeks in there where they just didn't finish well. I, I call it a finishing slump, and they do happen. And it's nice that they happened. And City won the two games that they happened in because they were, you know, the first half against Watford, which we'll get to, but that wasn't exactly the most clinical half of football in the world either. So it, it's. It, 
as long as, you know, um, my complaints are always going to be limited because three points is three points and you take what you can get. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, you're in a title run-in now and you're at the point where... They got it! They it got it! It doesn't really matter how you do it anymore. We got it's it just, 15 minutes coming out of half. It's so just, it's not, it just matters that you do it. It's not like they snatched it at the last and, and, and you know, got extraordinarily mm -hmm. lucky. They, you know, I, I don't think anyone would deny that they were deserving winners either. So it was... They just didn't do much after yeah, that. Well, it's, it's possession. Very much. You know... You especially thought, uh, look, Bournemouth had been, you know, leaking goals lately. You would have at least hoped for two or three. They didn't get two or three. They got the one. Um, but it, it it it's – and obviously it was another game in which uh, De Bruyne got hurt and we don't know where he's at now and it's – they are very much sort of just I don't want to say hanging on because they're 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 still playing fairly well, but they are definitely they they're playing shorthanded. That much is clear. That much is true. But it doesn't you know, and it affected them so badly in December when it was Fernandinho primarily, but and I'm not going to say it hasn't affected them at all. But it seems to be affecting them less this time around. And I don't know if that actually helped prepare them for it, or if they have just gotten fortunate in that they've had some weak opponents, or whatever you want to call it. But it it seems like they are surviving much more deftly. They're not giving away a, good, a lot of chances. Bournemouth didn't have any. Watford's one goal came off a long ball that frankly should have been handled by multiple people no matter who was on the pitch. So it's not they they are far from getting cut open. And part of that frankly may be the fact that um neither Bournemouth nor Watford really tried to play. And that's becoming much more common down toward the end of the season here. I mean if you look ahead to to where city are at and and what and and, and what they have to do um look, city <laughs> after champions league and the fa cup quarterfinals it's it's a run of of fulham cardiff crystal and crystal palace uh, so you get like eight, 19th 18th and and 14th uh, with a chance to put some distance between yourself and and some of the other clubs uh, there, because following that, City then have Tottenham and Man United in successive games. Mm -hmm. um, of which, course, I'll be interested to see what form Tottenham are in by that point, because they're they're awful right now. Yeah, they're not doing well right now. James Ward Prost just nailing the winner against them this past week. Yeah, they're 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 not having a good run of it. Almost relegation form over their last five. I think they have one win in their last five with four points. Um, but United, on the other hand, were doing really well until they ran into Arsenal yesterday. Um, so uh, it's reasonable to expect. Or was it today? It was, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. That's going to be uh, a weird atmosphere. They don't want Liverpool to win the league. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't, don't want City. I mean, professionally, they're going to play their best game, but that's going to be a weird atmosphere because there's a very real chance that United might be the, might be a deciding factor between which of their two rivals wins the league this year. Um, and um, from what I've gathered, I believe that most of the fandom would actually prefer City, in part because it's already happened. It won't get, you know, it won't get any worse. It, it won't, won't get any, the Band-Aid's already off. It won't get any worse for them if it happens again. But they're not going to be able to cope if Liverpool do it. That's like every, that's like 20 years of talking points down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years of talking points, to say the least. Um, whereas, to round it out, um, Liverpool actually have some some tough games to, to, to where they could drop points. They have Tottenham. Uh, again, it depends on what Tottenham you get. They've got Southampton, who on their day have shown that uh, they can compete. They've also got Chelsea. 
The problem is Chelsea and it, Liverpool, or Chelsea and Tottenham are both at Anfield. And I could just see yeah, Chelsea getting taken apart. Just like know, they did. But, yeah, but you hope that... Uh, well, City didn't get taken apart at Anfield this year. No, I mean, by, like, City took Chelsea apart at, at, at the Etihad. I mean, I could... Oh, right, right, right. I, I fear okay, for I Chelsea you. in the in the away environment. It has not been kind to them at all <laughs> much this season. Um, by all means, I'd certainly rather have that Liverpool be playing Tottenham and Chelsea rather than uh, yeah, yeah, Fulham. Although they do have to play Fulham, but like you know, relegation teams. Um, Those two, you know. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, they may win both games, but I would rather see them. Um, be have to play quality opponents and work against that, than play nothing opponents and deal with that. It's all going to depend on where Liverpool are at. Too. Here's a question for you that I think was right where you were leading. Um, Bayern, are you, you going to be rooting for Liverpool against Bayern Munich? Um, for your own selfish purposes. No. No. Me neither. <laughs> I just don't like him. If I, you know, because honestly, I wonder at what point disappointment starts to set in. You're Liverpool. You're talking about. You run your mouth. You've got what was it, Trent Alexander Arnold talking about? No, it was Virgil Van Dyke that was talking about quadruples. Um, and uh, and and then all of a sudden you're knocked out of the FA Cup, the Capital One Cup, uh, and Champions League, and you're trailing City after being up by seven points. That would give me greater pleasure than anything. You know the funny thing? I was talking to a Liverpool buddy of mine, and, I, and he said, this season is going to end with both of us winning trophies, but in the most unsatisfactory way. City will win the league and Liverpool will win the Champions League. Both of the things that they would have, they, both of them would have preferred to win the other. <laughs> And all I could do was laugh, because that would be so cruel. I mean, not cruel, taking the league win, but it would be oddly, I don't know, fitting in a way. <coughs> I mean... I don't actually think that's going to happen, to be clear. Who's the, uh, who's the Bayern coach these days? Um, Kovac. Niko Kovac. Where is he from? Uh, he has. He was previously before he joined Bayern. He was with um, Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht Frankfurt. Okay. Um. Yeah, it'd be nice if Bayern if Bayern beat Liverpool. I mean, it does help them in us from a standpoint of. Yeah, the Bayern are at home. It it helps them, you know. They can they can rest people or not not rest people, but they will have more rest between games. And um, but at the same time, yeah. The the thing is, Liverpool do not control their own destiny. You know, you you can you can sit there all you want. And say, oh well, they'll have the full week between games. They can, you know. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what they do if City do what they have to do. And they may drop points anyway. You know, it's it. I think it matters, but I also. I. Klopp has a history of having teams tire out on him anyway with or without deep runs in the Champions League. I'm not going to sit here and bank on that happening, but there is a high-intensity style of play there. Yeah. And it always has been. So, I mean... I, yeah, go ahead. Maybe, maybe I root for them to win just for the extra games, but it's only two extra games at that point. Because yeah. at a certain point, the more you root for them, the further they get in that thing. And then it's like, well, now they're there. Gonna... Yeah, it was like last year. It's like, oh, well, they're already in the semifinal after beating us. Um, I think it would be a bigger deal if they were still in the FA Cup, but they're not. Yeah. Um, and 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 even 
even then we're at the point where even if you go all the way, you're still facing three more games, and one of them is a final that has a break either within a week of it either way anyway. So, yes, City are facing a fixture crunch. Liverpool are facing less of one. Um, but City also have, you know, and, and this depends on people getting healthy in a timely manner, but City, I think, are also better equipped to deal with it. They have a very deep squad. Yeah. For this exact purpose. You know, the club will say, oh, Pep will say we're not, the quadruple is nonsense, but don't tell me that ownership hasn't at least thought on one occasion, gosh, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it be great if we could do that? Wouldn't it be great if we could come up with a squad? In terms of, okay, you've knocked off one trophy. If you get, if you get the, uh, uh, FA Cup and, and, and you've got yourself a lead in the league, then all of a sudden you start saying, okay, you know, but 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 when the other two, like, before you can talk about a treble or, or something of any kind, like, you need to win, you need to win at least two trophies. I don't think you can seriously start to talk about a quadruple until you've won the first one, which City have now. Um... And even now, I don't. I wouldn't call it serious. It's out there. It's March 11th, and it's still out there, which is sort of an accomplishment in itself. Um, but the, the, you know, it's. I think it's something that the club would love to do, but I also think the club is aware that there's so many things that could go wrong, and you could still have a successful season in right. many different permutations without doing that. Um, and I think that part of what, why Pep says what he says publicly is to keep, you know, is to make the players feel like that is the case and that they don't have to do that in order to be able to claim this is a successful season. Um, like, heck, they could, they could go on and win a, the, the lesser treble, I guess you'd call it, of the league, the Champions League and the League Cup. That is a successful season by any measure you can come up with. Um, I don't think anybody's debating that. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i not rooting for Liverpool. Let me, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place here, but it's been a long Monday and my brain is scrambled. So this is the podcast you get. But City plays Schalke this week. I think after watching what Ajax did to Real Madrid and... Um, what PSG or what Manchester United did to PSG. I'm not going to sit here and say they're comfortably through, but I also think that those two instances will help Guardiola point at something and be like, guys, if you're not at it, ahem, <laughs> the, the, right. the, the back-to-back-to-back European champions playing with a lead against Ajax, what happened to them? Keep your head up or else... Um, but with right, three yeah. away goals looks great until you realize they they only need two goals to go through. Right, Shaka. And to be clear, I think that we both think that City will go through. Um, but you know that's two very very intense shots across the bow, so to speak, of of what will happen if if you don't take things seriously. And I would also argue that City are a less dysfunctional club than Real Madrid or PSG at this moment in time. Boy, how about PSG? Talk about being cursed in a competition. Why would, I... why would anyone want to go? I know you'll, you get to live in Paris and you're played well, but those are the only two considerations that PSG has working in its favor at this point. Like you're you're going to win the league, but you're not really going to grow as a player. It's just basically turning on FIFA, like on semi-pro. It says a whole lot about uh, Neymar. I think that he ended up there. And and finishing games, you know, with a score of like twelve to nothing, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to keep playing on this difficulty uh, and lower throughout the season. Like, you know, PSG just. They're almost like FC uh, uh, Bate Borisov, you know, like won the league like 13 years in a row status. Like, it's just, I don't know, dude. There's 
the the until there's more investment in the French league, until somebody comes along and decides I'm gonna turn Monaco into a serious contender year in and year out instead of a an like, upstart. Like they tried to do a few years back. Yeah. They went out and they so, bought Hamas and they bought all those guys. They bought Falcao and they you know, it didn't really work and they, they actually won when they finally won the league it was with their own young talent, not with that. Yeah. And then they all left, and they have not been able to recover. But in truth, they were able to, to, to kind of sort of sign some of that young talent that they had because of the money that they made oh, yeah. went off. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, Falcao was still there, but it was the Mbappe show when, when Monaco won the league. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's, I just don't. You have one competition that matters, and if you don't win it, as we've seen their players just getting absolutely dragged from all sides. I'm not saying that they should, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, shy away from pressure, but, like, why would you put up with that? Uh, You could, I feel like you could have, life could be so much more fulfilling somewhere else, but I'm not a professional athlete, so what do I know? Um, Anyway. It's such a... It's such a gamble, man. And you have to go through like, a lot. Neymar has come off from the moment yeah. he's made that move. He has come off looking undisputedly worse. Yep. His public profile is indisputably worse since he left Barcelona for PSG. Yep. It's dipped. Uh, fewer people watch him. Fewer, more people enjoy watching him fail. Um, and the World Cup didn't help him, but. Right. It, it, you know, he has, it has given him a reputation that I don't think you want if you're a top-level athlete. Yeah. It's basically... And now, and now people really don't want Neymar. Yeah, I mean, like... People don't, people know, they're like, mm, And it's guy- one of those instances where I, part of me sympathizes with the guy because he can't win, because at Barcelona it was all Messi's carrying him. And then he leaves, but when you leave... You know, you 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 have to you have to be the guy that win. And I know that people would have cheapened his success even if PSG did win the Champions League. It's like, oh yeah, because they play eleven meaningful games a year. You know, whatever. But at the same time, you know, there's to a certain degree he can't win in terms of some of his skeptics. But they're going to be skeptics anyway. Just because that is the case doesn't mean he couldn't be doing much better at PSG than he currently is. And I'm also aware that he missed both legs of of the Manchester United tie because of injury. But, again, it's not helped his reputation. Yeah, Neymar Neymar was brought on for for Champions League. So the fact that he's injured, like, it's not really an excuse for him because... Okay, well, one of the competitions they brought him there for, he wasn't, he he couldn't, he couldn't, you know, he got injured, wasn't able to play in it in 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 uh, a tie that mattered a lot. They got a tough first draw. I mean, generally speaking, yeah, and they won the tough the tougher leg. They bossed the tougher leg. That's the amazing part to me. That tie should have been a walk. Yeah. And they made three. Like, Buffon, of all people, makes a horrendous mistake to lead to their second goal. Of all people. Buffon goes there to win a Champions League and take a vacation for the rest of the year. And he's the one who spills it. Yeah, that was, you know, I don't know. Buffon and VAR. Let me... I'm going to take a risk and hypothetically... um, and walk and and hypothetically say that we'll we'll pretend that City are going to progress in the Champions League. If you had your choice of who, you, if you could pick whoever you wanted from the teams that have gone through so far, um, or we, the teams we put it we take it for granted, but we have do we even know who's playing center half tomorrow? We don't. There has been talk that Eric Garcia might play. On the other hand, right. I would I would note Schalke right now um, have conceded 11 goals in their last three matches and are currently, I believe, a matter of like a couple points above the relegation spots in the Bundesliga. 
And as someone said at their press conference today, like they, they trotted out Nastasic, uh, who, of course, used to play for Manchester City at, as the player rep at the UEFA Champions League press conference. And he just openly said, yeah, every time someone attacks, it feels like it's going to end in a goal right now. <laughs> it's like, this is a healthy mentality to bring in. Um, anything can happen. That's all I'm going to say. Happen. City are out of center halves. Otamendi's suspended. Otamendi's a moron. Uh, company, <laughs> an, company is injured. Uh, Stones is injured. I think Stones trained today, but there's no guarantee he'll be able to play. Right. I say play Garcia, but I've also heard... Was it uh, Sandoval? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I'm just worried about that city defense. I am too, but hopefully if they can just put like three past Schalke, it won't matter. Just control the, yeah. control the game, put a few past them, take care. So I'm going to read off the list of teams that are still in the Champions League. And I want you to tell me, assuming City progress, if you could pick your draw for the quarterfinal, who you would want. Um, Tottenham have gone through, Ajax have gone through, FC Porto have gone through, Manchester United have gone through. Um, as for the other ones, um, Juventus against Atletico, I believe, is nil-nil. Um, no, no, it's oh, no, not. No, 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 I'm sorry. What? I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of, I believe, Barca. Um, yeah, I believe Atletico won that first Two, two, was it 2-0? Yeah, 2-0. Yes, it was 2-0. Um, yes, so Atletico have the upper hand, but that game is at Juve. Um, uh, so I don't, you can predict whatever you want there. Barcelona-Leon was the nil-nil. That's the one I was thinking of. That game's at the new Camp. I would assume Barcelona go through, but Leon beat Manchester City at home this season, so who knows? Um... And then there's Bayern Munich and Liverpool, as we've already discussed. So if you could pick, uh, what would you fancy? I, I will take Ajax. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> for reasons I mean, that I'm purely different than yours. I want the historical uh, aspect of this. I want the I want the Guardiola trained by an Ajax legend. You know, like that's that that's what I want out of this. You. Because you think City would just smash them. Because I think they're them and Porto, I think, are going to end up being the weakest two teams left in the draw. I have seen yeah. some thought that to get United and get that out of the way. And I think the thinking I behind that, that, I think the thinking, yeah, I think the thinking behind that is, I would argue that they are. And this sounds silly, considering they've played so well lately. But they look like the weakest of the English teams left in the draw. Um, and I think the thinking is, at some point, you, you're going to have to play somebody, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're not getting into the competition like yeah, by going... At some point, you're going to have to play somebody. I will say, the only one... The only one I really would like to avoid is Liverpool. Yeah. And even then, Liverpool City have actually beaten them in aggregate this year. But it's just the general, I don't want to deal with that. Because we know what has happened in the past. Um, I would rather avoid Barcelona, just because they're Barcelona and they still have Messi. Um, but it's not like the greatest Barcelona, the side that we've seen recently. It's so wide open this year. It's so wide open. I honestly don't know. They're more pragmatic. Like I, I don't really fear anybody in the competition, especially having seen the way City has played Liverpool this year. So, yeah, I mean, you run down the list. I mean, it's it's Tottenham. City have already beaten Tottenham away this year. City had no problem with Tottenham last year. Um, I don't think Tottenham are really equipped for the latter stages of the competition. I just don't. They're not deep enough. They don't really have the top-level talent outside of Harry Kane and maybe Erickson 
to compete at this level. Um, Ajax, we've spoken about. They're, uh, you know, I respect the heck out of what they did at Madrid, but they're just not on top tier talent. Same with Porto. Um, you know, United, we we know they're playing well lately, but we've also seen what can happen if they don't finish, and we've seen what can happen if they don't play well in general. They have been, you know, I mean, a PSG's tied without Neymar walked into Old Trafford and just bossed them, so it's obviously possible. Um, this is not the best Juventus team of even the last five years. This is not the best Atletico team of even the last five years. Um, Bayern Munich are actually having to fight for the Bundesliga this year. Um, City have beaten Liverpool over two legs this year. And Barcelona have Messi, but they are definitely not, you know, the, the this is not the finest Barcelona side of even the last five years. So, it's so wide open. It feels even more wide open than last year's. Um, you know, Real Madrid getting knocked out for all the problems Real Madrid have. That, that opened the door wide open, I think. That's for me. Um, so Which is stunning. Madrid or that I can't believe it's still, still third in La Liga. I still can't believe that happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Way to go, Getafe in fourth. Yeah, I just have no. I I I don't I don't know who's gonna win it. Part of me feels like we're actually underrating City's chances out of like the lack of experience or the lack of, you know accomplishments in this competition um but who's playing better right now in this competition like form yeah i don't know man um i think part of us downplays it because we're just like oh it doesn't it doesn't feel like they should be like among the favorites like to me even they were having issues in the group stage. So, I mean, look, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know who wins this I mean, competition. For, for but also, minutes, but, they, for seventy-five minutes, they looked like they were going to lose to Schalke. Yeah, I don't know who who uh, who wins this competition. But I'll tell you what, man, I I I think City have as good of a chance as any this year. And if City drew Barcelona, I would not go into it with the existential dread that I had whenever City were drawn against Barca in the past. In yeah, fact, I would, actually, from yeah, I would actually look at this club and say, you know what, I will not be shocked if we beat this team. Do you think Pep would find it personally significant? Because he still hasn't won a Champions League title since he left Barca. And that started to become a bit of a cudgel on him. People started to use that against him. He can't win without. He can't win on the biggest stage without Messi. Um, do you think it would be personally significant for him if he could if he could beat Barca on his way to doing it with a different club? <laughs> so never mind that Messi hadn't won a Champions League without him either. You know? <laughs> yeah, he won the one. Uh, he won the one, but that wasn't until long after those arguments was, started again. Yeah, it was well. four. Three years after Guardiola left, I think it was, wasn't it Louis Enrique was the coach at that time, I believe? Louis Enrique was the coach, and he, he hit trouble, and everyone's like, see, it can be done, and it's like, oh, okay, you mean with a uh, front three of Neymar, Messi, and Suarez? Yeah, okay, sure. Sure, that's totally similar to what Pep did. Um, <laughs> but but I think if we went up against this Barcelona team, I, I think as pragmatic as they play under Valdez, I, they're a great squad. They've only got two losses on the year. They're number one in La Liga. But this isn't the Barca of the past. Like I, I, I think there is opportunity. The issue I think that, that, that City would have would be is if Fernandinho wasn't available for that game, uh, then things I think get a lot dicier. Yeah, agree. Um, I would ra- I would rather have that tie in the in in the round after this when I that's, go. That's oh, a semifinal tie. Yeah. Uh, give me Barca in the semifinals, and I don't care. Yeah. I mean, because if you part of in me, the semifinals, you got to be tipped to win. Yeah. Part of me wants a uh, 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 an Ajax or Porto quarter because you know you take what you. Last year they got to the quarters and they crashed out at the quarters of Liverpool. They've only been past the quarters once. That was um, 
Great. They've only been, you know, they've only been two of the quarters once, I believe, with Pellegrini. Um, because Pep's first year, they crashed out Monaco with the round of 16. So they, they've only been to the quarterfinals once. Um, and, and I would, you know, I would still anticipate this being the second. But the, the, no, they've been to the quarterfinals twice, excuse me. They've only yeah, they've been gotten, the they've gotten through it once. Um, through it one time. Yeah. No. Um, so, you know, if you could, you just have to, uh, the easiest route through this, through the quarterfinal is either Porto or Ajax for me. And then you can get to the semifinal and you're going to play someone good. That's just the way it is. Unless, you know, first by some mind boggling thing, you get like, I mean, it can happen. Roma were in the semifinal last year. Semifinal. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, Porto gets a, just a draw that somehow maybe Man United revert to early season form and crash out to a Porto or something. And then you can. Like, I think Liverpool got the easiest draw in the entire semifinals, you know, like they, they got did. to play Roma. They did. They got to play uh, Roma. I don't even remember who did Real play. I don't remember. Um, now I'm curious. Wasn't it Bayern? I want to say it was Bayern. Um, it was Bayern, yeah. Um, it was Bayern, and they won the first leg 2-1 away after falling behind. And then they uh, they got a 2-2 draw on the second leg to go through. Um, and even Roma, I remember Roma almost pulled... Pulled that they they four two, they 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 actually beat Liverpool at home in the second leg, yeah. So you're you're gonna get you're gonna deal with something. There's no two there's no way around it. Um, you can't dodge everyone forever. Um, but it's just you're one step away from a semifinal, which is a six point that you've only reached once ever, and it was frankly with a team that had no business being there. There have been that is that is the worst city team of the Champions League era that made the semifinal in terms of league finish, which is a really strange thing. Um, but yeah, I just give me give me give me somebody give me somebody give me give me an easy draw. <laughs> the goals are coming from this year. If we can dip into a bit of Watford here, in, yes, in, please. In, like, okay, so Raheem Sterling has about a 13-minute hat-trick. Just marvelous. I don't care about the offside, yada, yada, yada. Look, those things are going to happen. First goal, was it offside? Yeah, shouldn't have counted. Second goal, perfectly fine, onside for me. Third goal, easy as you like. Uh, also, I do think I agree with what the announcer said. Raheem of old would have totally bottled that shot. This Raheem, a clinical finisher. Um, <laughs> I really like where the goals are coming from this year. Yeah. Ooh, they were seemingly coming uh, more and from a lot of different places uh, last year. <laughs> but I feel like this year there's a bit of a – we're getting goals from set pieces. We're getting goals from forwards. We're getting goals from midfielders. We're getting goals from defenders. Like, everybody's chipping in. Wingers. Um, even Zinchenko, you know, uh, <laughs> getting in on the action with assists. And I, I, think to, I need to offer a public mea, mea culpa on Zinchenko, whom I have frequently been, you know, I've uh, more than once on this podcast, I have voiced my opinion that he's just not going to end up being good enough and they're going to end up selling him. And they, they, you know, they had the 16 million pound deal with him for Wolves and he was due for a medical and he said, no, I'm going to stay here and fight for my place. And I thought at the time, well, that's a mistake for him. He should have gone to Wolves because that's more his level. He has played well enough that I am reconsidering my stance on that. So uh, I have been publicly owned and I accept this. He definitely stepped up, man. Like... <clears throat> He knew what he wanted to do if he bet on himself, and his bet is paying off. Yeah, and I I appreciate a player who bets on himself. Like I wasn't going to sit here and criticize him for it. Like obviously, it's like you know, that's that's a good mentality to have. And so you know, that's the difference. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I wish we didn't have Sancho still, but you know, Sancho thought uh, I'm out, and it's worked out for him. And I'm not going to criticize him for that. But Sinchenko could have done a similar thing, and it worked out for him, too. And he backed himself, and it paid yeah. off. I think, honestly, Sancho ducked out too soon. 
if Sancho had stuck Sancho around, stuck around this year, first if, teamer. Yeah. If Sancho had stuck around by this year, Riyad Mahrez's struggles would have seen him get some game time. Oh yeah. I think it would have gotten game time because uh, in terms of wide players, even uh, last year, it's not like City were ab- absurdly deep. Um, they, they had, it's obviously Sterling, they had Sané, but you know they were relying on Bernardo Silva as a winger, which they still are because of injuries and he and, uh, injuries in form really. Um, they don't want to take him out of the lineup, but they also know that when Silva and De Bruyne are healthy, those are two of the first names on the team sheet. But I think there would have been room for for Sancho, not as much game time as he's gotten at Dortmund, um, but there would have absolutely been room for him to play. Um, I don't think he regrets it, but I, it's 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 my whole stance on that situation all along has been kind of a shame. It's kind of a shame. Because that could have worked out, I think. Do you think he would have been asking? Pardon. Do you you think he would have been as successful at City, or do you think the game time has... I think the game time would have limited him. Yeah, I don't think anybody would be talking about him as a 100 million pound player if he were still at City. I think the game time would have limited him. Because... Again, you know, Pep would have had choices to make, and Sterling is, again, you can't drop him. Raheem Sterling has turned into a remarkably complete Premier League football player. Um, frankly, even better than I thought, and I backed him all along, but he's even better than I thought he would he would be. He's just a complete, he scores, he creates, he does everything. And frankly, it's it's kind of amazing how quickly he has progressed, because as recently as two years ago, we were saying, oh, he just doesn't finish the chances, he just doesn't have the consistency, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. Now he's he's just he he the fact that he's being bandied about in player of the year discussion I think says it all and he deserves to be and I don't know if you, you if you also read that New York Times piece um uh, by Rory Smith that it was actually on the front page of the uh, of the uh, Sports Monday today um, where he was he was interviewed discussing what led him to finally start to speak out about the racial abuse he endures and. Just an incredibly likable, incredibly smart guy that is, you know, I'm just immensely proud to have at the club. Um, I think... <laughs> okay, go continue. He's immensely that, proud that to have the club. really all I had, but, you know, it's just, I'm just... He's, he seems you were saying he's immensely great, pr- proud to have a yeah, club. Such a great guy to have at the club. I mean, he's, he's turned into an elite player. No doubt elite player and he he seems to get it too off the field and not every guy that you can you know there's a lot of guys who at this level who don't who are you know they are tone deaf at best or get a little distracted but he just he just seems to get it and it's great you know i i have so many different opinions about uh raheem sterling and no i didn't read that article mostly because i didn't know about it um now you do <laughs> Anybody who's listening who hasn't seen it, I would highly, yeah, I would highly recommend going to check it out when you get a moment. What, what, uh, what I think is next for Sterling, obviously, is a stellar international career, um, and then after that, I think he can become like one of those guys who's accessible across the pond. You know, a link, a link between here's a guy, you've got a young black man, a young black father who is a positive role model. Tell me about that. That doesn't sell. Uh, uh, and who is at the top of his game in, in his country uh, and, and, and did it all being a young father, uh, you know, while getting racially abused, uh, not just by fans, but by the media. Like, which he talks which, about in the article as well. Very, which, very which eloquently. Like, the, the, the larger racial abuses probably came from the media, not to discount what the fans were saying, but I think the more hurtful stuff comes from the media because you don't look at the media as a... Uh, at, at the very least, it sends a signal to everyone that it's okay. You know, the term dog whistle. Um, it's it, it just, you, you, you know, fans reads, you know... I'm, I'm not going to get political, but we've talked. There, there's been a lot of talk about the normalization of certain 
behaviors in this country by certain people. And I would say the same principle applies here and that, you know, if 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 the media is either explicitly or implicitly pushing racist, you know, racist language or racist dog whistles, a lot of people are going to follow that lead. Um, you know, it's just like the stamp of approval. It's like this is okay. If they can do it, why can't I? I have the right, you know, I can say whatever I want. Um so yeah, I agree with you. And he's still only 24, is the thing. He has so much more ahead of him. He just turned 24 in December. Um, you're looking at a guy who's still two or three years away from his physical prime. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this guy has got so much more to offer, I think. I really do. Yep, I am. I think I am in agreement. I think Raheem can truly be one of the best players in the world. And that he stuck around with Pep Guardiola and is going to be there for the long term is such a huge boon for Manchester City. Like, Manchester City have all their players tied down uh, for the immediate future, and they're likely not going anywhere. Except for Pep, who's going to Juventus. Yes, except for Pep, who is going. <laughs> should we, Definitely, should we talk, totally. Is inevitable yeah. departure. Let's let's discuss this, um, because I think I think that we, you know, I don't really have a lot more to say about the the Watford game, other than you know, um, a bunch of you people didn't vote for VAR, so stop complaining. You get what you get. Um, one of the weirder goals I've seen, I have to say. I can't believe they gave that. And to the Liverpool fans, you get what you get. I'm sure you've gotten one. We've gotten denied penalties this year. It all evens out. Relax. Lighten up. It's fun. Um, I'm not going to sit here and complain about City being given a gift. There will be a time, and there has already been a time, when they have been denied something that was even more obvious. So, sorry about it. Um, yeah. Where did it came out of the Italian media, right? And it was like not. It was I think the same guy who broke Ronaldo to Juve, um, which which is why people, I think, didn't ignore it outright. Um, but I think the best, you know, the best part that Pep is all lined up to take over the Juve job at the end of the year was, you know, I dismissed it immediately because it didn't make an ounce of sense. Um, but my favorite part is that it, it, uh, it led to the reports coming out from the Etihad that, you know, oh, actually he's considered staying two more years beyond the current contract that he's already signed, which is for another, you know, I think it's to 21 right now. And then another two years would take him through 23. Um, which I believe that's what, seven seasons? Yeah. Which is three longer than I thought they would get. <laughs> and then there's even talk about him staying for a decade, and it's like, well, you know, nice shot, Juve. That didn't work, did it? Uh, you know, man, I just, uh, this whole situation to me is, at no point in Pep's career has he ever left when he's been under contract. Like, Pep's not yeah, been no. the type of the guy who's like, I'm out of here. That, that, that's not what happens. He's, he's, he's um, at, you know, because at Barcelona, he was on the rolling one-year deal because I, he always knew that he was going to burn out there eventually and didn't want to stay forever. Um, so he was on the rolling one-year deal when he left. And then at Bayern, he signed a three-year deal and left at the end of the three-year deal. So you're correct. Mm -hmm. He's never walked out in the middle of a contract. He's, he let them expire and that's the end of that. He just signed a new deal this year. Yeah, less than a year ago. He's opening a restaurant. He's got kids. Not particularly old kids either. Um, that I'm guessing he doesn't, you know... So what's he going to... And the thing that, you know, the most ridiculous thing is that we how many times have we heard the, the phrase perfect working conditions from either Pep or people, or more accurately, people close to Pep who know what he wants. Right. Um, He has it. He has a club that is going to bow to his will, basically. It's, it's clear that at Manchester City, 
what Pep wants, Pep gets. Um, because he's got allies on the board, he's got allies at the, in the executive box, he's got allies everywhere. He's in charge. You know, he's not, he may not be the director of football <laughs> who's doing all the transfers, but let it, it, they're signing these guys because he asked for them. Let's make that clear. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. And what's he going like, to do in Italy? Like, who, he's not... Juventus is not the most political club in the world. There are far worse in that country, much less everywhere else. Um, but... It would be basically it's, going it's back step, to the Bundesliga. It's not... Yeah, it's not going to be as good for him as it is as it is here in terms of working conditions. And I think he likes the challenge here. This is a more challenging league than he had in, in Germany. Um, you know, there isn't a Real Madrid equivalent. I mean, there is... <laughs> Liverpool are certainly playing their part this year. But, you know, it's 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 not quite the same. Although, the, but the, the general quality of the league, you know... Yeah, there's a lot of conjecture about, oh, every time someone good loses in the Premier League or every time they do crap in the Champions League, is oh, yeah, the best league in the world. Um, at its top, at least previously, I think that's changed over the last couple of years, but previously, City, I think the top of the Premier League was not as good as the top of the Bundesliga, as good as Bayern, or as good as the top of La Liga. Um, I think that gap is closed, but the Premier League has always been deeper than both of those leagues, which is what you know what makes it different the 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 bottom half of the premier league is better than the bottom half of la liga which is also better than the bottom half of the bundesliga and so on and so forth um so yeah i i just i feel like he would be taking a step down in every conceivable way and i you know we've probably devoted more words to this than we need to because he's already denied it. Everyone has already denied it. It was never really taken seriously by anyone who mattered. But, you know, it's it's just... It was such an odd rumor to come out. It's just completely out of nowhere and didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but clearly, nonsense. So, I'm, you know... Frankly, as far as I'm concerned, he can stay as long as he wants. Yeah, he was talking about, you know, two years plus a another year i'm like dude you can stay for another nine yeah like, I, I i just love watching him i'm like i'm here as long as i have a contract and as long as they don't sack me and i'm like buddy you ain't getting sacked <laughs> yeah like well i am pretty sure they are not going to sack you <laughs> like we're gonna we'll we'll just brother like I, to be honest, I love him more than than I think anyone else in the world. <laughs> They're about even more even more than my own kids. I don't have any. So, shall we close this out by quickly making our picks for the next couple games here? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think we should. All right. Um. Manchester City at home to Schalke 04, second leg of the Champions League. Uh, I feel good about this one. I know the defensive situation is not optimal, but I think they have enough about them to see this one, see see off the Germans. Um, yeah, yeah, I think a lot depends yeah. on... <laughs> look, 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 my caveat here is a lot depends on who... Uh, who plays um, uh, center half for City, and how how good of a job do they do? Um, yeah, beyond part that, wonders, part of me wonders if Eric Garcia could do a job for like a back half of the Bundesliga team right now. I guess we might find out. I guess we yeah, might find out. I mean. If he if he gets called up to play and 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 he steps in there like look dude, all you have to do is play relatively well. <laughs> play it safe. Just, I mean, we know Eric Garcia can pass his ass off. Yep. Coped well against Dortmund at the time I saw him at the friendlies. So of yeah, course, that's a different universe, free season friendly, but um. After that, this weekend, 
And I believe we have a, the last stupid international break. Um, after that, this weekend, Swansea City away in the sixth round, I believe it is, at the FA Cup. Trip to Wembley on the line. Um, Swansea currently sit 15th in the championship. They have 47 points. They are eight points off the final playoff qualifying spot in the championship. They have two wins in their last six in all in, in league play. Um, plus two goal difference. 13 wins, eight draws, 14 losses in the championship. 45-4, against. Um, so a basically a mid-table championship side is what we're dealing with here. Uh, again, I would fancy City to win this one. They will have a full complement of defenders back because no matter what, Otamendi will be off suspension. He is not facing a domestic suspension. Um, given the fact that there's an international break coming and the fact that Pep really seems to like the FA Cup or at least take it quite seriously, I would expect a strong team and I would expect a strong team to beat Swansea. I fully expect Manchester City to beat Swansea. I, I, there, <laughs> there's so many things that can go wrong. You know, I just, I hear Wigan. 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 <laughs> if the City well, Constellation, but... it's, it's, you know, it's it's not that City have had trouble with like championship sides or league or league one sides. It's that City, you know, it's that City have had trouble with Wigan. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. Wigan. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that you know you hear, uh, you hear the 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 stats, the the, the placement of both teams, and you think nothing's gonna happen. You know, but but then that's when something does happen. Uh, that being said, I uh, I think they should win this. I mean, they should put them in the semifinals of the of the FA Cup. Who would be the teams left? Let's find out. A quick a quick FA Cup primer here. Um, the remaining teams in the sixth round of the FA Cup. Let's see. So it should be... That's the last eight, right? Two, four, six, eight. Um, it's a it's it's a very forgiving field because Chelsea have been knocked out, Liverpool have been knocked out, Tottenham have been knocked out. Basically, Arsenal have been knocked out. So basically the entire top four and almost the entire top six have been knocked out. Uh, it will be one... It will be four of Watford versus Crystal Palace, Swansea versus Manchester City, Wolves at home versus Manchester United, and Millwall versus Brighton. United, really the only top, you know, Wolves are tough, but it would be in, um, it would be if they, if from this point on, if they play either Wolves or United, it's going to be a Wembley. Um, so, but the other you know, the other four clubs left in this competition that City could face if they get through. I'll take Millwall. Yeah, I'll take Millwall. They're, they're just not imposing at all. And you would expect as long as City play as they're capable of. Honestly, as City, if City play as they're capable of, they are the best team left in this competition. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, especially considering that the second best team is easily united. And, yeah, and then probably Wolves after that. Yeah. And then one of them will be out this weekend. So it's 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 a very, very forgiving group of teams left, I would say, and and um and and you would think you would you would have to like City's odds to win the competition at this point, because if the if your toughest if your toughest team left is the Wolves United winner at Wembley, you know, you, you I would I would fancy City against either of those two teams. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, I mean, United derbies are always tough, but I, I feel I, I I respect everything that Solskjaer has done at Manchester United, but I feel like 
Ole Gunnar Solskjaer against Pep Guardiola is a bit of a managerial mismatch and that Pep would get the better of him. Probably. I mean, Unai Emery got the better of him. Unai Emery got the better of him, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's... I, yeah. That will be interesting because that's going to be a very different matchup than we've had in the past with United. But I would, I think City is still, in terms of top-level talent and cohesiveness and efficiency, are the better side. Well, you know, maybe Porto finds their way into the Champions League final against City. Wouldn't that be something? And then, even if Liverpool win the league, Mm -hmm. just something to, oh yeah, did you? That's cute. Yeah, Yeah, it's just, every competition that's left, you know, the the, the cup competitions, the two cup competitions are still in, you know, there is either no clear favorite or City are the clear favorite. So, you know, who knows? I like I like where they're at right now. That's the way I'll put it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm very happy with where City's season is at right now. Everything stands before them in their hands. And it's the middle of March. Doesn't happen often. Anyway... Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You could just search American Citizens. You can um, follow us on Twitter at America Citizens. This podcast was kind of a snap decision, so we didn't have time to solicit questions. Um, we will do that in the future. I know we always say that, but next time we actually will. Um, we are sponsored by Blog Talk Radio slash Spreaker. And um, I think that is it. So uh, thanks for listening to us, everybody. Um, Have a good week. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. Suffer through the national break with us, and we will talk to you again soon. Have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.